Hello, my name is Andrea Squires. I'm the Head of Education at uh, Winkworth Sherwood, uh, lawyers who specialise in advising schools and colleges. Um, I'm talking today about uh, impending strike action uh, by teachers, first date announced by the NEU being 1st of February 2023. Um, the law in this area is generally covered by the Trade Union and Labour Relations Consolidation Act 1992. It sets out detailed provisions about what constitutes lawful or unlawful uh, strike action. Um, to start off with, um, the unions will be calling a ballot of their staff, um, assuming a trade dispute has arisen. There are complicated rules regarding what constitutes a trade dispute. But in this context, when we're looking at national strike action um, over pay and conditions, it's likely uh, that the current action will constitute uh, a trade dispute. Um, we've already had notification and the results of a ballot, and certainly at least in the case of the NEU, um, the required threshold of 50% uh, uh, of members voting and at least 40% of those required uh, to vote uh, having approved strike action. Um, the next step step for the union um, is to notify the employer of uh, intended strike action. Uh, there we already have an interesting question uh, in terms of notification. One should expect notification to each individual employer, which of course is quite a challenge when we're looking at uh, a national strike action. And it's particularly complicated uh, nowadays because we've got so many more employers, uh, for example, local authorities for community schools, governing bodies for foundation schools and academy trusts for academies. And of course, they may well be either single academy trusts or multi-academy trusts. Um, and therefore, the identification of the employer uh, is both a challenge for the union but it is an, a, a legal requirement that the employer is notified. The employer is uh, entitled to 14 days notice of any strike action. So there should already have been notice uh, lodged for those strikes happening on the 1st of February. In terms of practical steps for the school, um, and indeed the employer to take in preparation for strike action. Um, normally with any uh, trade dispute, you'd be looking at measures to try to address concerns of staff and find a compromise. Uh, that's obviously going to be very difficult in the context of uh, a dispute about national pay conditions. Um, Although individual employers do, of course, have the ability, uh, particularly academies, uh, to pay more than uh, the national pay grades, although um, one wouldn't really expect um, employers to be able to do that, um, given constraints on school budgets. In terms of practical steps that schools might want to take uh, in deciding and taking action, um, in respect of staff who are looking at uh, striking on the day. Um, the first thing really for the school to do is to carry out a risk assessment. 
Um, it is head teachers' decision still whether or not to close a school in the face of strike action. Um, and that would be a reasonable step to take, of course, if uh, a majority of staff are intending to strike. The first practical challenge, though, for the head teacher and indeed the employer um, is actually knowing who's going to strike. Um, staff are not required to confirm that they are going to strike on the day of action. Um, employers can ask, but staff can refuse to answer. We'd expect, though, in most cases for staff to uh, indicate that they intend to join the strike action. That's certainly the case for members of the union who have notified a strike action. Um, we're often asked, what about uh, members of other unions and indeed staff who are not a member of any union? For lawful strike action, um, a member, staff member, uh, must be a member of the union that's striking. For those staff who are members of other unions who have not endorsed, officially endorsed, the strike action by the other union, their participation in the strike would be unlawful. In practice, that means that the particular staff member is at risk of dismissal if they join the strike action. Um, if they do join the strike action, then just as with participants, lawful participants of the strike, pay can be withheld. Um, as to whether an employer, a school, will take action to dismiss employees of other unions who join the NEU strike, that's really a quite a difficult question. Um, and certainly at this point in the strike and the, and the industrial action, I would not expect any school to want to dismiss employees. If the strike is prolonged, of course, or intensifies, I believe those questions will become more relevant. And certainly specific advice would be needed if any disciplinary action were to be taken. For, for staff who are not a member of any union, they are free to participate in the strike action and benefit from the protection against dismissal, though again, uh, pay should be withheld. Some of the other unions have uh, advise their own members, um, or at least have um, commented to employers that um, schools should think twice about taking any action against those members who are participating in any strike. Um, that includes taking steps to uh, carry on with teaching and learning uh, whilst the NEU strike action is going ahead. The school, stand, school teachers pay and conditions document um, prohibits staff from being required to cover the lessons of striking staff. But that does not include those whose primary role is in fact to provide cover or teachers who are absent, um, higher level teaching assistants, for example, um, their role is to provide 
uh, cover, um, and they can be asked to provide cover for those lessons. This has been a controversial question. Some unions are taking the view that this is not um, an appropriate step, um, but it will depend on the specific terms of the contract of the uh, cover teacher or assistant. In the event of um, other cover being required, um, agency staff can be used to provide cover for lessons. The regulations were uh, relaxed last year to enable this, although that's also a matter of controversy amongst some unions. In terms of strike on the day, um, staff are not required to set work for the strike day, but these days with remote learning, um, some work could be set, more general work, which would enable uh, some teaching and learning to be carried out, even if the school is closed. Um, the precise details of that do need to be considered carefully, though, again, in order to uh, accommodate staff who are lawfully striking. That's part of the risk assessment that needs to be carried out as to whether a critical mass of staff can be maintained both on site and indeed in a remote learning context. We certainly have some guidance uh, from the events of COVID and the pandemic and the kind of risk assessments that were carried out during that time. Some further advice on risk assessments might well be helpful in specific settings. We've also been asked about um, whether staff uh, should be given additional time on other days to catch up with, for example, PPA. Um, our view is that uh, staff are choosing to stri strike on a day, strike action, and should, in effect, um, lose whatever benefit they would have otherwise been entitled to that day. And so, if they were entitled to PPA that day, that's what they have, will have lost. Um, again, that might need to be considered carefully in the context of what's appropriate and um, it, as much as possible, trying to maintain uh, a good working relationship with staff during this really difficult time. The next question we're uh, frequently asked is regarding picketing. Um, picketing is lawful. Um, and by that I mean uh, staff being at school gates or outside the school, um, indicating that they're taking part in strike action. Picketing should be peaceful uh, and as much as possible good-natured. Uh, certainly those involved in a picket uh, should not be uh, discouraging staff from attending work where they are required to do so. If um, a picket becomes unruly um, and amounts to a breach of the peace, um, then that is a matter for the police uh, who should be called. Um, and certainly, again, if there's any uh, expectation that a picket is going to be unruly and uh, disturbing, um, then it may be sensible to alert the police uh, beforehand. But let's hope that, that pickets are uh, good-natured as much as possible.
The other question we're sometimes asked is with regard to um, those who are otherwise absent from school, uh, for example, sick leave or maternity leave. Um, it's perfectly possible for somebody who is on leave, authorised leave, to take part in strike action and they should indicate the same to their employer. That may well have consequences with regard to um, those on uh, sick leave um, and the calculation of any sick pay. Um, and a, an assessment needs to be carried out as to whether uh, somebody is indeed fit to return to work fit enough uh, in order to be able to then engage in strike action. Uh, again, that's a complicated assessment and advice is probably needed. These are all practical questions that we have considered as part of our advice to schools and colleges. Um, there is further support available from the DfE's guidance on handling strikes in schools, which has just been republished. Uh, one thing that we're going to be looking out for, though, is the progress of the strikes minimum service levels bill, which is currently progressing through Parliament that may set out minimum service levels that schools are expected to maintain um, in the event of strike action. Um, this is, again, a matter of controversy and indeed, from a practical point of view, probably a difficult thing to achieve in practice. Um, these are likely to be contained, or at least the detail is likely to be contained in regulations to be issued by the Secretary of State for Education. Um, but again, I think some guidance may be uh, obtained uh, from when schools managed the COVID uh, pandemic and the sorts of um, support and service that was maintained during that time. So, for example, prioritising key worker children, um, vulnerable children, uh, certain year groups who prepare for exams and indeed exams themselves. Um, that's not likely to be without controversy, given the objective of the unions in engaging in industrial action is to close schools to put pressure on the government. Uh, so I guess I would probably just conclude with hopefully some managed negotiated solution can be agreed with the government sooner rather than later to stop uh, unnecessary disruption to children's teaching and learning. For further advice, uh, please uh, consider our website where we've got some more detailed guidance. That's www.wslaw.co.uk or do contact me. My name is Andrea Squires. My email address is a squires, A-S-Q-U-I-R-E-S at wslaw.co.uk. Thank you for listening to me today.